0: Thank you. Well, good evening, everybody. It's good to be with you. Um, nice to see you if you're in the building, and good to uh, be with you if you're online. Um, yes, my name's David. I'm one of the curates here. And um, today, uh, this evening, we're continuing uh, with our series, uh, which is um, unofficially called um, The Worst Christmas Ever. And I say that, I actually don't know what it's called officially, but unofficially, it's The, the Worst Christmas Ever. And so we're focusing on some of the um, less-than-ideal or difficult uh, themes in the Christmas story, um, which are perhaps more than usual relevant this year of all the years. Um, so we've looked at um, broken dreams and change plans and disappointment. We've um, last week looked at uh, themes of jealousy and violence. And today, we're going to look at poverty and powerlessness. So can I be- begin by asking, uh, where do you... Uh, find yourself in relation to, to power how, how do you find yourself positioned? Um, would you say you 're an insider or an outsider um, however you have um, however you experience power wherever that may be so I mean for example growing up through school were you part of the uh, the in crowd or not so much um, in your working life are you or, or were you um, somebody who made decisions or somebody who had uh, decisions made uh, for you or about you, and uh, even in relation to like family and, and friends and, and church, would you do you feel like you're an insider or somehow uh, on the on the outside? Um, now, probably I recognise some people you might be feel almost exclusively one or the other, but probably uh, for most of us we're a, we're a mixture of the two. We, we kind of um, we felt different things at different times. Um, in my, um, in my working life, as it, it used to be a, a while ago, um, well, actually to just a long time ago, um, I used to work initially in, in politics in, in Westminster. And um, sometimes then you had this kind of um, sense of somehow kind of being close to, to power. Like maybe you saw a government minister and his shadowy advisor across the other side of a room, or you went to a meeting kind of here or there, um, and you felt I'm kind of somehow close to some sort of power, even though I didn't have any myself. And um, I remember one time, actually, I was um, carrying a few cups of coffee, and I was about to go through some double-swinging doors. And, um, and somebody held the door open for me, and um, as I walked through the door, um, I saw um, who it was, and it was Jeremy Paxman. And um, if you remember, um, at that time, Jeremy Paxman was um, in his kind of um, heyday for tearing people to shreds on Newsnight. Um, every night. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. You know, Jeremy Paxman's held the door open for me, and I felt like I was kind of rubbing shoulders with the, with the great and the good, um, even though I was just a kind of underling um, dog's body carrying coffee around for people. Um, but that was a kind of slightly insider experience. Um, and then um, later on um, in my working life, I, ex- I experienced um, some uh, unemployment and so kind of end of contract non-renewal of new contracts, Um, that strange feeling of waking up on a Monday morning for the first time without a job to go to, um, registering at the job center and um, going to multiple interviews and getting those letters or phone calls where they say, thank you for coming in today, um, but I'm sorry to say, and (laughs) and so on and so on. So that was maybe more of an outsider experience. Um, So today we're going to read the Christmas story from from Luke's gospel, some of the Christmas story. And uh, last week, if you heard Paul last week, we read from from Matthew. And to generalize slightly, you could say that Matthew's gospel, Matthew's account of the Christmas story, is um, a story um, about insiders for insiders. Um, So Matthew's a story about kings and about who the true king is, which is, of course, Jesus And it's for a a Jewish audience initially. So Matthew, you could say it's a story about insiders. Um, But Luke's account of the Christmas story, um, you could say, is a story um, about outsiders for outsiders. Um, It's about ordinary people, um, some of them good, some of them maybe not quite so good. Um, People who are far away from the centers of power um, and somewhat at the mercy of events. Um, that that happened to them. Um, So let me read. This is from Luke uh, chapter 2, verse verse 1 to 15. The birth of Jesus. Um, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. Okay, so who are the, um, how, who are the outsiders in, in this story, as, as Luke's told it to us? Um, well, we can start with Mary, can't we? Mary is a, um, a young woman, uh, pregnant, outside of marriage. Um, possibly they're subject to various gossip and accusation. Um, she's a long way from home. She's um, away from her family and friends. And um, I don't know if Joseph was with her when she gave birth, but um, she seems a little bit alone and um, then, of course, she has to um, lay her baby um, in a manger because they're staying... Um, maybe it wasn't actually a stable. Maybe it was like the lower part of a, of a house, um, which would have been maybe shared with animals. And so there's a manger there where she can lay her baby. And I guess that is not really what a first-time mum would have, would have wanted. And maybe she felt a little bit on the outside. And that, um, that actually is um, quite relevant for us as a, as a family. We're, we're, um, we're, my wife is expecting a baby, which is due in just over a month. And because it's been uh, quite a long time since our, our, our last baby came along, um, we've had to try and um, sort of uh, retrieve and find various important items like um, the pushchair and the car seat and, and so on. And so um, we've retrieved them from the, from the garage and the shed in the garden. And when we did, uh, they were kind of um, looking pretty worse. we covered in dirt and, uh, and so on. And so we've had to um, go through a really long process of like stripping everything down, cleaning it, and um, going through some amazing YouTube tutorials, actually. Um, and buying uh, all sorts of cleaning products to make sure our pushchair and our car seat are good as new. Because obviously, uh, we wouldn't want any kind of nasty substance from the garage to do something terrible to our to our new baby when he finally comes. Um, But here is is Mary um, putting her baby into uh, an animal feeding trough. Um, So maybe she felt a bit uh, alone and on the outside. Um, Then we have the shepherds. Um, Now shepherds, I understand, were um, basically people of kind of low reputation at that time. They had a reputation for kind of gathering a few extra sheep here and there to their flocks, and um, genuinely regarded as being untrustworthy and wouldn't have been trusted in court. And they are quite literally out in the field, so they're also outsiders. And then, um, of course, we have um, Jesus himself. Uh, he is a tiny, vulnerable baby wrapped in cloths um, in the days of um, Herod the Great. Who was known for his um, casual and capricious brutality, and Caesar Augustus, who um, is this kind of supreme uh, leader in Rome, who's just issued this decree over his new empire to have a census so he could effectively tax people, and who was, slightly ironically at the time, self styling himself as a son of the divine and um, the, the savior and judge of the entire world. Um, but little did he know what was happening on the far eastern edge of his, of his empire um, because who, who, who is this baby Jesus um, well he has this amazing um, kind of threefold um, identity that the angels give him he is um, he is saviour and he's messiah and he's lord um, saviour messiah and lord and that's um, means, um, in a Jewish understanding, saviour, um, only, only God saves. Um, only God saves. Only God can save his people in the whole world. So um, he's being identified as God, as Messiah. Messiah is, of course, the long-awaited, anointed one who is going to do God's will and be authorised to do God's will on earth. And he's Lord, which is um, the name given to Israel's God. Um, so you could say, um, this little outsider baby, actually, he is the, um, he is the ultimate insider. He is, he is God himself, um, the second person of the Trinity. Um, there's nothing greater than that. There's no power uh, greater than that. He's the ruler of the entire universe. Um, and yet he's left his position to go um, outside, a long way outside, um, to come down and be with us. And why has he done that? Well, he's done that because um, ultimately it doesn't matter how you feel about being inside or outside. Ultimately, um, we're all outsiders. Uh, There's no difference between us. Um, We're all um, separated from God in ourselves because of our self-centeredness and sin. Um, We're we're in ourselves, left ourselves, we're separate and without hope. We're... Outside of God's promises, we're unreconciled, we're unable to save ourselves, and often at at war with each other as well. And that is why Jesus came, uh, to be with us, and ultimately to to die on a cross on a hill outside Jerusalem by the, uh, be crucified by the supreme power of the authorities then, um, so that he could reconcile us to him and bring us outsiders in. And bring us in. And one, one verse that really sums this up. Is from 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And this uh, verse 9. And it says this. That for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, that though uh, he was rich. Yet for your sake he became poor. So that you through his poverty. Might become rich. And that's. Uh, Maybe not talking so much about material riches, but about the personal and the spiritual and the the relational riches um, that we have when we're brought into relationship uh, with Jesus. We're brought into being his sons and daughters. And yeah, and it's just amazing to reflect on that, about how Jesus, uh, in his ultimate riches, he made himself poor. He surrendered his rights, uh, he gave up his position, and he endured All this for us and to bring us outsiders in so that is our relationship with God we've been brought inside Um, there's nothing more that we need um, to do than what Jesus has done for us but there is also much more to it than that and I want to talk about some of the um, implications of that and the impact in the here and now Um, and so, what, what does this mean for those who've, um, those of us who, who've come to know Jesus? We've been uh, welcomed in. Uh, we have experienced relationship with Jesus. Um, what does that mean for us? Um, well, it means that we need to be, um, we need to be bringing other people in. We need to be welcoming other people in to that same relationship. And I'm interested in how are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? Um, and one way is that we need to be um, a sign um, that points to Jesus. Just as the, just as the manger was the sign, um, so the shepherds would know where Jesus was. Um, we need to be a sign that people can be. Um, we need to be, um, we can recognize and be attracted to and find hope uh, in Jesus and believe that something new and um, radical is possible. And what might that look like today at the sort of back end of 2020 going into 2021? Um, Well, a couple of suggestions. Um, Just sticking with Luke, um, even before Jesus is born, um, Mary um, is already praising God and saying and prophesying um, that the Lord has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. And so we get this sense of God's heart, don't we, to, um, be, um, to be meeting people's needs, to be turning things around, to be turning things um, upside down. Um, that God has a change for reversal and uh, meeting the needs of the poor. And this is um, as relevant as ever, isn't it? In the age of um, age of COVID where um, many uh, inequalities have been, have been um, laid bare but also increased. Um, that many people can't um, afford enough food and so on. That um, God's heart is that people should have enough to eat and um, have their, have their needs met. And this is a major way we can be um, being a sign to welcome people in. Um, and then Jesus himself, when he uh, st- starts his, his ministry, um, he says this, quoting from Isaiah. He says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And so he's saying that everything that the the prophets of old said would happen is happening in him. So like salvation in full, um, victory over opposing powers, blessing, mercy, fulfillment, uh, reversal and revolution, if you like, um, are coming in Jesus. And again, this is as relevant as ever, isn't it? As this last year has revealed, Again, lots of wrong uses of power, lots of injustice, uh, some of that related to race, um, but lots of other issues as well, like like, um, slavery and human trafficking and so on. And so another way of inviting people in is to be be engaging with these issues, isn't it? To be um, engaging with issues of healing and freedom and recovery and justice for the oppressed. um, Because we're interested in full salvation for Whole people, so you can I ask what what is on what is on your heart, what is on your heart? Um, how can you help, and how can you give, how can you pray i 'm aware that people will be doing lots of things already, lots of um, things will be already in your heart, and so on, but um, is there yeah, what more can we be doing? Um, of course, we go through different seasons, but I would say so as followers of Jesus there, there um, must be kind of some connection um, with the issues of poverty and powerlessness uh, for us um, as we follow him. But as we um, just come towards a, a close let's just um, come back to this baby uh, in the manger who is um, who is Saviour and Messiah and Lord. Um, if you um, know that you're an outsider to, to Jesus, uh, you know that um, you and him are separate from one another, um, why don't you be welcomed in, be welcomed in and welcome him into to your life? Um, and for those of us who are already uh, welcomed in to be to be with Jesus as insiders with him? Um, you know, what are we doing to invite others in, um, and how are we going to be a sign that points to Jesus so that other people can find hope? Yeah. So why don't we uh, pray for a few minutes and and re- respond? Um, if you're if you're in the building, would you would you like to um, you can stand if you'd like um, just to, to respond, and if you're uh, online, you can um, you can stand as well if, if you would like to in, in your home. Um, so let's just spend a few minutes praying and welcoming the, the Holy Spirit to be with us. Yeah. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we just ask you to be um, present with us afresh, Lord God. And um, yeah, would your spirit be at work in our hearts, we pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Yeah. So if you are, if you identify as an outsider, um, first of all, an outsider to to faith or to to Jesus, why don't you just um, be welcomed in by Jesus? Invite him um, into into your life and just be be welcomed in. Be welcomed in. Yeah, and if there are other people, if you're struggling with um, feeling. Um, an outsider in terms of work or um, yeah friends or family or or church why don't you just um, ask the lord to um, to help you to um, be with you in those issues yeah ask the lord for help yeah and for others of us, I just ask you what's on your heart what's um, what's the burning passion on your heart how do you want to be a sign for others about Jesus how do you want to um, deal with poverty and and powerlessness and um, all the things that trouble our world so much at the moment Um, what's on your heart just ask the Lord if there's anything I know people will be doing a lot already but what Is there anything more Um, the Lord is requiring of you? Just to finish, I just want to read this um, Advent prayer from an organization called IJM, who work with uh, uh, trafficking and human slavery, but it has a wider application. This is, this is the end of the prayer, and it says this um, Holy Spirit, we pray that you would move powerfully across the church, moving hearts to seek justice. Help us to be people of generosity and prayer, and to remember those who are still in slavery. We ask that you would show us the part that each of us can play in bringing comfort, freedom, and hope this Christmas. God of justice, bring your breakthrough until all are free.